Hi, I'm Grace with the CSC, and I'm your host today for the Hashtag Finance Podcast. Today we're here with Mark Bunting, president and publisher of Capital Ideas. Um, You probably all know Mark. Uh, He's been on various business news networks, and I'm so happy to have him in the studio today. Hi, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Hello. (laughs) Some people may know me. Not everybody, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean most, I think. Okay. I think. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So may may I start by saying I'm really impressed by what you've done here? Oh, thank you. Because I was here, I want to say, three or four months ago, and this was just a concept. And uh, here, here you are with your equipment and your cameras and you're pumping up podcasts and it's really exciting. Yeah, it's been um, a really good adventure. Uh, we've all kind of, from the team, had our input in the studio. Uh, James has put in pictures and um, we've ordered various equipment and it's been, uh, it's been fun. I think people are really um, gravitating towards this type of content other than the kind of you know question answer and that's what I was kind of going with this is I wanted more free speech let's get to know the CEOs or like the people that walk around on Bay Street who are they what do they do what do they like to do no I agree it's 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 good to get to know people that way and I think that's what that's what I like listening to in terms of podcasts are people's stories and going chronologically and like I like listening to Mark Maron or Conan O'Brien or some of those where uh you just learn about the people. Exactly. And they tell stories and anecdotes along the way and have a few laughs, and it, uh, you just feel like you're part of the conversation. Yeah. Do you yeah. listen to any podcasts yourself? Well, the ones I just mentioned, I don't have um, that much time. Like okay. most people, we're, we're pressed for time. But So Mark Marin I like, well, usually when I'm taking a shower or getting ready. Uh, Conan O'Brien has one now, which is really good. Sometimes Joe Rogan. But I find uh, his, his his podcasts are three hours long, so who's got that kind of time? Yeah. It's, it, that's a project that takes oh, you a full week to listen. I would not <laughs> want to do a podcast yeah. for three hours. <laughs> Although, it's like, they, they say that, that you probably know the, the optimal time for a uh, podcast is about 22 to 25 minutes because yeah. that's sort of the average commute. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan's three hours, and he's still top five every week. Wow. So... Does he break it up, like part one, part two? Not really. Just... He does about 10 or 15 minutes worth of ads, which I fly through. And then he just starts rambling. He does a lot of the talking, like most of the talking. Anyway, he's very good. That's great. But to answer your question, yes, I, I do listen uh, when I can. What do you like listening to? Um, I think my favorite podcast is, well, it's not a podcast, but Howard Stern is a great one. Oh, there you go. Very funny and very personable with his guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I also listen to like a New York Times one, which is nice in okay. the morning, just to brush up on news, right? Because we don't all have the time to mm-hmm. read or, you know, when we're on and you, I don't want to carry around a book. so. If if I could listen to it and get informed in the morning, it's always a, it's always a plus. <laughs> have, you, have you followed Howard Stern on his uh, book tour recently? I just bought his book. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, it's really good actually, the way he breaks down the interview because you know he's, he is looking like he says um, you know audio is one thing to hear an interview but if you actually break down the interview and someone can read it you you pick out a lot of other things so yeah <laughs> well I, I read his uh, previous books which came out years ago okay and but I've I've heard, I, I watched him on Colbert for half an hour I listened to I should get back to it actually he was interviewed by Terry Gross on NPR so these two great interviewers going head to head. Oh, wow. And uh, so there's sort of a sameness to his uh, all the stories he's telling, which is fine. He's doing a promotional tour, but uh, yeah, he's a he's an interesting character, and he's 
evolved over the years. Yeah. And a lot of what you're used to with the interview formats you're used to is like question answer with and it's more structured, right? Not mm-hmm. not to to fault it, but right. is do you do you think being at Capital Ideas or and seeing media um, you have experience with BNN and Bloomberg um, do you see interviews going that way? In the future, other, like in that podcast kind of format, I think you'll have uh, you'll you'll have a combination, and I think there'll, there'll always be room for a traditional interview, which is essentially what I do, either at BNN or at Capital Ideas, and mm-hmm. they, they are structured. You're right, and I, I would like to get I would like to do. We do a podcast, but it's essentially the audio from a video interview that we've done, and I do an intro right. and extra that I recorded at home. But I, I would like to get into more of this, where it's one on one, and it's. Uh, Again, it's more it's more personal, but you get to you get behind the person, yeah. get to know them better. It's not just oh, my company's great and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I I mean, obviously, podcasts have, have just exploded, yeah. And there's so many different genres and types. It just depends on what you want to listen to. Yeah. A lot of people couldn't care less for people talking for an hour about themselves. They'd rather hear news or information or whatever yeah. or something specific about comedy or. Depends on the reader. Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so what are some um, exciting things you're seeing in media um, these days? Like, where do you you see, like, television broadcasting going in the future? Like, I'm seeing a lot of live stream stuff, um, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of emphasis on sound. Um, what, What are you seeing? Live streaming for sure. We've done live streams. We've done about 25, 30 of them or so. How did, how did it work out for you? Uh, pretty well. There's always or often some sort of technical issue, but the, the, I do I do like the live component to it. I like that aspect because it's uh, it's fun. It's a challenge, and you just have to go with the flow. So those are going fine. But um, a good example of a, a live streaming company doing really well is Cheddar. Do you know Cheddar? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I love Cheddar. Yeah. So for those who don't know, that was that started. They, they call themselves the Mini CNBC. Yeah. And they started broadcasting, live streaming two hours a day. Then they broadened out to nine to five, basically, every day. Yeah, constant con- uh, content. Exactly. I can't and they, believe it. And so they're down at the, the NASDAQ, I think, the New York yeah. Stock Exchange. Um, and they have uh, other venues. And the gentleman, I follow him in, on, on LinkedIn. I can't think of his name right now. I want to say Steinberg. I forget now. But he built it up. He was the, I think he started BuzzFeed. I think you're right. Yeah. He was he was definitely a, a yeah. high up with uh, maybe a co-founder for all I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, within two to three years, he sold it to Altus out of Europe for just recently for I want to say 400 million something like that. Wow. Forget the actual figure, but that's real. That's that's a, a new way of thinking. That's over the top using apps. And he had he had a lot of or has a lot of um, investment from some big time media companies that. That, uh, that invested, s- that saw, invested and yeah. saw the potential. Yeah, so that's, yeah. I mean, that that's sort of aspirational. That that'd be kind of cool to go down that road. But you need that. You need financing. You need money to oh, exactly. to pull that off. I think and, it was uh, like two point two million in financing to be able to run that machine. So is that right? I mean, it does look like a well oiled oh, machine. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know the figure I saw. When I was looking into it, they, they raised something, a total of uh, 60 million, I think. So wow. you oh, can do okay. a lot with that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I just want to know, since you have so much experience in um, interviewing and in business news, um, what's your most interesting interview? You don't have to name any names or any company names, but anything that uh, really stuck out to you. Hmm, what stands out to me? 
Well, going way back, I don't know if you know that I started in sports. I used to work at TSN. Okay. And I actually started going way, way back when I was 22 at your alma mater at Ryerson University at the CKLN station, which is now no longer. It's now 88.1. But I did, I I did, uh, I volunteered to do sports casting. Wow. Once a week for five minutes, and then it became a lot more than that. And... um, so in sports, I wound up interviewing a lot of my heroes like Jack Nicklaus, Guy Lafleur, Sugar Ray Leonard, like one-on-ones, and uh, so that that was kind of cool. What's the difference between the interviewing of sports and then uh, finance? I find in finance. What do you like better? Um, I find in finance there's more. Depends. If I'm if I'm doing a sit down with with Guy Lafleur, which I did years ago when he came back with the Rangers in his late 30s, it was a one on one. So we got into it and, and and talked about a lot of different aspects of his life. But if you're just in the dressing room, what are you going to hear? You know, well, we worked hard, 100 percent, all that stuff, right. all the cliche answers. Mm-hmm. But in finance and even in on the, on the news front, let's say sports in the morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. How much news is there that breaks? Not much. But with business, it's just this endless stream of always something happening, always deals, always CEOs coming and going, and mm-hmm. all sorts of, uh, of news. So I find, I find it's uh, uh, covering business is just a lot more plentiful, and covering uh, and interviewing um, CEOs is probably more uh, interesting, I would think. Not that, not that why, athletes... Why, why more interesting? Well, well I, I mean, athletes, a lot of them are, are very bright, but I think some of them are maybe limited in terms of their experience or oh, what yeah. they can talk about or what they're willing to talk about. So it, it's, uh, it's they're both good, yeah. just different. Yeah, and yeah. you would think that CEOs would be more careful because their stock price almost depends on what they say, right? Which well, uh, yeah. I, I uh, So do you find when you have CEOs in, uh, in here, or, or even just, we keep saying CEOs, but just executives yeah. or people in the finance world, do, do you try to get into this, uh, some some personal aspects yeah. of their life, yeah, yeah all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I always say it's going to be a personal conversation. I want to get to know uh, who the person is, really. Um, I don't really like to talk about. I mean, some if, if the business structure is fascinating to me and it, and it's kind of a new innovative concept, then I'll get them to talk about like the the structure of the business. But yeah, not 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 anything strategic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so right after, we're going to take a break from our sponsor, uh, but right when we get back, uh, Mark and I are going to play a game called Word Blurt. Public Entrepreneur Magazine chronicles a bold and exciting new chapter in Canadian securities exchange story. With over 500 public companies and share turnover measured in billions, we're proud of our reputation as the exchange for entrepreneurs. Public Entrepreneur Magazine gets you up close and personal with a focus on topical stories and interviews with charismatic entrepreneurs that make Hi, we're back with Hashtag Finance with Mark Bunting. We're going to have a little fun and play a game called Word Blurt. Um, so basically what we're going to do okay, is... For, first off, you have to say you got this from Jimmy Fallon, I right? I did get it from Yes, I did. And he, he, he loves his games. <laughs> he it's does love his games, which I did not... my favorite part of his show, just so really? you know. But, but that's fine. I'll, I'll go along. I'll yeah. go along here. I just kind of was like, what's a good game to play on the radio? Because it's different. Like, we can't play... I don't know, like Scrabble. That would be. We would yeah, have, that that wouldn't work very well. We would need the cameras wouldn't to work very zoom well. in. So I'll grab this. Yeah. So just grab the notepad. Okay. And so what we're gonna do is, 
I'm going to flip this uh, piece of paper, okay. and there's going to be a word on it, mm -hmm. which James Black, uh, VP Listings Development at the CSE, wrote down. And he said they're risky words, apparently. Oh. So risky or risque? Ris yeah, risque. Oh. Definitely risque. So um, we're going to put the word down. So I'm going to flip it over. Whatever the word says, you're going, the first word that comes to your mind mm -hmm. that when you see that word, yep. write it down on the piece of paper, and then we'll try, and then we'll see how like similar the words are okay. between each other. Okay, yeah. all right. To see. Let's give it a go. How so I write one word down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, one word. Okay, so At least I don't have to draw anything. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see my drawing, my stick <laughs> you figures. You wouldn't want to see my drawing either. <laughs> okay, so first word, beyond meat. Oh, okay. Okay, so you got to write it down on your piece of paper. Yeah, well, first okay. word, first, sorry, I'm well, thinking. I can't see it, though. I'm thinking too hard. got to put it down Okay, how about, uh, okay, first, the first word that came to mind was this. Okay, hold on. Okay, so now turn the piece of paper over to the camera. Okay. You barely read mine. Mine says overpriced. Oh, <laughs> mine says veggie. So oh, okay. Somewhat similar. I, I almost guess, went maybe. there. I was going to say veggie things are overpriced. I was going to say I was going to say plant <laughs> plant based meat. Yeah, so we were yeah. close there. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. All right. Getting instruction. Okay. So next one is oh. cannabis. Okay. Ready. Yep. CSE. Green. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's kind of similar. <laughs> well, I, I interview so many uh, representatives from cannabis companies, and vast majority are listed on the CSE. So yeah. how could I not? And, yeah. and I had your, your CEO in, I guess, over a year ago, Richard Carlton, and I called him the king of cannabis. Yes, in the, he in is the, the, in the king. Headline. Yeah. Oh, I should have wrote that down. Yeah. Sorry, Richard. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> Hope you don't get in trouble about that. Uh. Okay, so next one is blockchain. Oh, jeez. Hmm. All right. Um. Uh, yeah. Ready? Hey, this isn't very good, but anyway. Innovative. Innovative. Useful. That's useful. Useful. Yeah, that's not bad. That's I pretty, mean, it's that's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. My initial thought <laughs> was uh, that they had such a screaming boom about, what, 18 months ago? Yeah. And then all those stocks flamed out. Well, it was because I think it was associated more with, like, crypto, but... Um, I think you're right. They yeah. probably, they moved hand in hand. Yeah. But when I say useful, from what I understand, I'll, I'll go to my grave, never fully understanding blockchain, but I think I have a basic understanding of it. Yeah. And they're, 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 obviously, they're multi-billion dollar companies trying to figure out how to use it, and it probably will be and, and is useful to, uh, to a degree. But, uh, and I, uh, Mia Culpa, when that boom was going on, we had a lot of companies in, and we were, I guess, quasi-promoting them, saying, oh, you got to check out Hive Blockchain or whatever it was. Yeah. And they all just flamed out. Yeah, no, I know. Which I, is, I, uh, yeah. It's sad, but we are starting a blockchain initiative at uh, the CSE, Great. and we have um, we have someone here that's actually working on um, Andrew. He's working on, uh, I actually call him Blockchain Guy, because <laughs> <laughs> his sole purpose uh, here is just to work on that project Great. and bring it to life. Yeah, so we're all excited yeah, about excellent. that. Excellent. Okay, so last okay, word. last one. Is BNN Bloomberg? Oh, okay, uh, let's see. Mm. Okay, ready? Okay, partners. partners. I wrote good. <laughs> 
good partners? Maybe? Uh, I, think, I, I, think, I think the Bloomberg move was uh, smart by BNN because Bloomberg, I love the Bloomberg brand I had for years. Yeah. I used to use their terminal at BNN for, for 15 years, and I, I uh, well, I can't say I miss it, but uh, it was great having it every day. Oh, that's right. And, uh, yeah, and when uh, you were at Bloomberg, you saw, like, was it, uh, what was that like when... Um, when you were there and like they had that kind of acquisition or, or merger? Uh, well, I worked at uh, Bloomberg TV Canada yeah. briefly. Well, not, well, yeah, briefly, uh, off and on for a year. I wasn't regular, but I would I would fill in and host. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that this had happened, being in Bloomberg hadn't uh, got together, but we were, they had a small TV operation and then you had all the all the writers. Yeah. So it was uh, it was cool to be part of that environment because there are a lot of really smart people, smart writers, yeah. breaking news, writing interesting stories. And um, I, uh, I I enjoyed it, and then well that whole it, the whole the, the backers of that company just sort of uh, couldn't couldn't handle it so to speak financially, oh. and then it just went up in flames. And I was kind of surprised in a way that that, that Bloomberg would because uh, uh, my understanding is that they do these kind of type of partnerships all around the world on the TV side, and I'm surprised that they would sort of go in that direction and, and go with a group that they did. Not that they know that much about them, but they they, they obviously weren't capable of. Uh, of being a uh, a good competitor to uh, to BNN. Yeah, so you almost thought that they kind of just like washed their hands of everything. And was like, eh, this is, seems like, you know, this is the best way to kind of exit this situation. Right. I yeah. think twenty five people just sort of lost their jobs like that. Oh wow. Right. I think I'm. I'm don't quote me on that number, yeah. but that, that's uh, yeah. You wake up one morning and no, oh, no more Bloomberg TV Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had the purple logo, right? Like the purple branding and that, which was pretty eye catching. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually uh, I'm working with uh, a few of the people that I that I uh, I used to work with at BNN. Yeah. And a few of the people I work with at Bloomberg TV Canada. Some of them are, some of them are the same. Yeah. So they're all uh, I've known them for quite a while and, and they're all quite professional in what they do and they know what they're doing. So yeah. Unlike myself, I'm just kidding. Um, oh come on. <laughs> so I want to ask about your uh, your title is what again? Marketing, um, marketing and events coordinator for the listings team um, and podcast host of Hashtag Finance. Mm. Yeah, so. And can you fit that on a card? No, no, no. no. That, that's okay. <laughs> and so how would you how would you describe what you do? What's, what's a regular day like for you? Uh, well, um, other than, you know, having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, well, I, I manage the team on a global scale. So we, our number one marketing effort um, with our company is going out and um, taking part in different conferences all over the world to educate um, people about different emerging sectors that uh, list on our exchange. So one of the most effective ways when you're you know, um, getting into something like cannabis, um, which is like a new innovative kind of vice sector, um, was to educate people on like how it could work and how um, there are companies listing and, and how companies can list. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. And, then, and so this media part of it, uh, do, would you like to do more of this? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Y- your bosses aren't listening. Well, but my so. dream for the for the CSE is cheddar, like a, a version oh, really? of cheddar. Well, not okay. so much of that, but yeah, a, a kind of kind of like that. It, it uh, is a dream of mine, and we're going to build out this media center soon. Uh, we're going to do our first listing ceremony, hopefully end of July. Oh, great. If not, we'll do it in the fall. Um, and I plan to uh, get us to live stream that, so it'll be great. Our Exciting. first. Uh, our first experience with live stream. And you'll, of course, be, uh, uh, so when you do the CSE live stream network, mm-hmm. you'll be the lead anchor. Uh, no, I think everybody will have. Oh, we'll come have. on. You're being <laughs> honest. You'll be the lead anchor. 
Well, this is a good time to close this conversation. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Right. Don't need to. No, that's you, okay. Putting you on the spot. No, that's okay. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me today, Mark. You're it's welcome. A pleasure having fun. you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Grace.